Hello, everybody, and welcome in to episode number 11 of the Warriors of Lust podcast. We are officially back. As always, I am your host, the enemy of innocence, sucking way, Callie Page. I am the insatiable Jiraku Drake. And I am the temptress of fate, Serena Hima. We are so excited to be back. Finally, it feels like we haven't recorded in a month because, well, we haven't recorded in a month. That's exactly why it feels that way. Uh, so let's first and foremost address the question on people's mind. Where the hell have we been? Uh, and the short answer is the same answer that we've been hearing every day, every hour for the last two years at COVID. We basically had COVID run rampant through the staff and uh, Jiraku maybe just had a throat infection or maybe had COVID. Serena. Uh, I had COVID for sure. De- yep, definitely. We had the we had the, the vid run through our entire household. And uh, unfortunately, it kept happening where one of us would have COVID and then the next one would have COVID. And um, yeah, the, the long and short of it is we've all been very sick for the better part of uh, a month now. And we're finally some semblance of healthy again. I, I would like to point out that uh this does mean now that it's not just serena and i that get nope. throat infections it's true i was gonna say that i was like it's really sad but it was covid but i mean but you all <laughs> there there was a sliver of you somewhere deep in the recesses of your heart that went yeah fuck you callie about time but you got I, sick i was like finally but poor callie i feel so bad yeah, uh, I so we were very nervous about me possibly getting COVID. I um, young in my, the younger years of my life, I had uh, mono, which led to me getting whooping cough, which damaged my lungs, and so we were nervous that if I did end up getting COVID and it got into my lungs, it would be well not great for anybody involved. Um, and indeed, it was no fun. Uh, it was fortunately I was vaccinated. I've had all my boosters, and so uh, for me, it was a very nasty cold. And it did kick my ass for the better part of, you know, six, seven days. But uh, uh, I'm still here. It, it did not manage to finish me off. So we're, we're, we're still here. Thank God. Thank goodness. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. The yeah, only problem is I I'm find, still coughing. I find usually when throats get involved, I get finished off. So oh <laughs> glad that God. you made it through. I'm so happy I tried to have, take a moment and say something serious. Uh, I've never, I've never, I never regret it around you, Jiraku. That is very true. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically where we've been. And we've missed a decent bit uh, in our absence. Patch 6.1 dropped and a lot of interesting th- things happened. We are going to talk about it here uh, on the episode today. Um, we are going to get into that. I think we'll talk about a little bit about patch 6.1 and then we'll do our opening segment on the thirst down and then we're going to do our quick hit discussions because instead of having one big topic that we're going to talk about we actually have three smaller topics that we wanted to hit on because a lot happened in our absence and a lot of questions got asked our way in our absence so we wanted to kind of have time to hit all of them Mm -hmm. um so before we get into talking about 6.1 though uh something very big happened in the united states uh this week there was a major leak from the supreme court suggesting uh that uh at some point this summer they will overturn roe v wade in uh some of the most um uh uh firmly spoken and uh uh terrifying language i've i've seen in a a supreme court case not that i'm not that i study tons of supreme court cases mind you um but it didn't really leave a whole lot of room for questioning uh 
it was pretty terrible to see. And while I don't think that this will come as a shock to anyone who listens to our show, given that, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, consent and how important it is that we have the final say over our own bodies and our own experiences. But I wanted to go ahead and put it out there just in case anyone had any question whatsoever. And that is to say that we here at the Warriors of Lust podcast unequivocally and emphatically believe in the bodily autonomy of all peoples, women included, of course. Uh, We believe in reproductive rights for all. And basically... If you don't have a uterus, shut the fuck up. If you don't have a fucking uterus, go away. In my mind, I'm sorry. I I, <laughs> I am a woman who does not have a uterus, and like many, I must shut the fuck up because it's not really my decision here at this point, and it shouldn't be. Like Serena, I'm gonna let you talk about it because it's not my place to do so. The biggest thing is there's so many issues with just the possibility of so many states banning abortion right out because people just don't have it because oops accidental there's all those people that need it for medical reasons yeah um, topic pregnancy or exactly a topic pregnancy um sepsis in the uterus and all that stuff that could or even um like a miscarriage and it won't come out that's what they mm-hmm. use those for as well yep that could cause not only the baby but also the person who is handling this to die. Like that's, there's no simple way to put it. Mm-hmm. It's not just used because willy nilly. It's also used for purposeful medical reasons. And I think it's bullshit in my opinion, because there's people that have to ha- need, like they don't, I have a strong opinion about this. Um, Cause I'll just go out. I have myself had an abortion. Um, and it's, there's people that aren't ready. They aren't, can't financially do it. It's not because they forgot. It could be honestly because the birth culture didn't work. A condom didn't work or both, which is a rare possibility, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And it's, I feel so bad because now if it's banned in certain states and it's allowed in certain states, there's going to be those people that go out to seek it, or there's going to be those people that seek different medical reasons and more people are going to get hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen it all over the place. People are already saying about there is no banning abortion. There's only banning safe abortion. Exactly. So. I feel the, the, you can, very quickly and very briefly summarize the impact of this and it's going to be uh it's a legal change that's going to directly harm and it's not going to help anyone like no one is benefiting from this right no one is no one is going to be like ah yes i me am being personally benefited by this fucking law being overturned um it's just people are going to get hurt. People are going to get horribly sick. People are mm-hmm. going to die. That yep. didn't need to. That none of that needed to happen. It could all have been avoided. And there's going to be condescending, fucking stuck up assholes who make it into a morality case when that's not what it is. And I all- think the biggest thing, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. People have such a bad, bad stigma about it because all they think about is, it is, an extreme medical procedure 
right? Right. There's a utensil, there's like equipment that is used. And that's not the case. There, if you are within a certain amount of weeks, you don't have to go under a medical procedure. Right. For this. And if you, if it gets rid of it, there's not going to be that little bit safer option that you just take four pills. Mm -hmm. And you, you can, can stay at home for three days. Instead, you're going to remove the option and that's going to be so bad. I'm sorry. I no. have so many words. I'm shaking. I'm so, I get so angry when I talk about it. I, I like, I'm like, oh. Re well, reasonably so. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I obviously, I, I do not have a uterus, but however, I have made some, what some people would call extreme medical decisions in transition. Uh, and the decision that I made along with my doctor after being advised on the potential consequences and benefits of hormone uh, replacement therapy uh, is no one else's fucking business ever. Just like the decisions that someone with their reproductive decisions makes are is no one else's business ever. You have the right to have maintain autonomy over your body. You cannot be forced to donate blood, even if it's to save a life, and you cannot be forced to carry a child. I'm I'm sorry. That is the way it works. You should not be forced because there's people whose bodies just can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Like aren't healthily able to handle it. Yeah. And it's just it's such it's so fucking stupid that we're in 2022 and this is just has to be has been a continuous conversation since this law was made in 1973. Yeah. Like, and for fuck's sakes. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. If you're out there and you're thinking, wow, I can't believe this is their opinion, you haven't been listening to the show. Well, well, welcome in at episode 11, because, uh, yeah, we, we very strongly believe in everyone's autonomy over their own bodies. And I mean, again, not to relate it to something less important, like some of the discussions that we have, which are admittedly sometimes very important and sometimes not very important. Um, but when we started the show, we said everything that we were going to do is going to begin with consent and consent first and foremost, applies to yourself and to your body. So, uh, yeah, that's where we stand on it. Uh, we, we support uh, 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 women and, as, and peoples with uteruses. And, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I would like to heartily and cordially welcome anyone who's listening to this podcast who, for some reason thinks the overturning of Roe versus Wade is a good thing to go fuck themselves. Yeah, I would say, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to heartily welcome them to the show, but yeah, yeah, you can... You can yeah, I welcome, welcome them. You to go they, fuck are, they are welcome to go fuck off. I gotta, like, All right. I gotta simmer down. No, <laughs> I'm, you're... I'm, I'm real, like, ready to go. <laughs> I got you, but let's, uh, let's dive in and let's talk about uh, Patch 6.1 and some of our initial reactions to Patch 6.1, and then we'll get into the Speaking first down. Speaking of abortions. Wh wow! <laughs> what? Hello? I actually like 6.1. I don't know. It just came out. Oh, okay. I was just saying, like, <laughs> I thought 6.1 was really good, but all it right. It was really uh, good. I, was I like, thought it was really good. It's got good. one of the best 24 mans we've had. It's <laughs> it was got the transition, but it was the transition that came out of my heart. I'm sorry. I Fair enough. 6.1's good. Yes, it is. <laughs> So, um, talking about 6.1, um, I thought 
before after 6.0 one of the things that i was very i don't want to say critical of but very wary of was we now need to transition into telling a new story and we need to bring the stakes down a good bit from where they were right that we need to we need to get we can no longer be kind of riding that that adrenaline rush of time to go save the universe from everything. We're, we have to come come down a peg somehow without it feeling too disappointing. I thought they did an outstanding job in 6.1 of making the, like, they seem to, like, substitute in humor for drama to kind of get us to just, like, relax for a minute and just be like, hey... Enjoy this little story. We're going to tell you about you going on a treasure hunt. And then also actually a bunch of really important shit's going to happen too. That actually does have consequences for the rest of this expansion. No doubt. But um, most importantly for me as a person, as someone who plays their warrior of light, like a gigantic troll, we saw the return of ceaseless, relentless trolling in the Warrior of Light, which we haven't seen since the beginning of Shadowbringers. And I understand why in 6.0, you know, we, we feel like 6.0 was meant to be like the two worst weeks of the Warrior of Light's life. Like, just the absolute worst two weeks of your life. And now it's like things are relaxed again. We're having fun again. And with that comes us being able to just be a troll. And I loved it. I loved it so much the entire time. I was like... Is that mean to pick? I'm like, I'm picking this option. I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, all right. So which was your favorite troll line? Um, I actually was a big fan. Um, you can't ask me this. I have a small brain. I don't remember the lines. I just liked when I picked uh, Ishtola <laughs> as she looked at me with oh, the okay. death in her eye. <laughs> so yes, that is where Vritra comes in and uh, and and tells you about this this thing that he doesn't want you to touch. And you go, I wasn't going to touch it. Ishtola, on the other hand. <laughs> and they she glare. gives you a death glare. They have oh. the fucking violin stinger <laughs> yes. every so, time the stakes get raised the the comedic timings of some of the moments in this patch not only the the violin stinger in that moment which was outstanding but also uh the moment in the library when yashtola <gasps> is waking up and she stretches out and looks around and as soon as she looks at you the music just cuts I thought my sound broke. Yeah. I literally, so I was like, I was chatting because me and my friends, we play it together in voice chat and I'm sitting there and we're kind of, I'm like doing this because they already did it. And I was just listening. I was like, oh, did my sound break? Because it just went dead silent. I was like, hello. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they started playing and I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was so scared. Uh, we got that. We got froth and foam, which was amazing. Um, I liked the one that was um, when she asked, does anyone have an idea on what to do? And you can just pick uh, say nothing but look meaningfully at Astinian. And he just gets super confused. <laughs> I loved all of the options. I was, I literally was just like, I'm gonna pick this. Yes. And the, the whole patch did a really good job of that. I mean, I think about you know, alright, well, we need to find out about this treasure place. Let's go to the tavern and we're going to try and get a lead from the people in the tavern. Like, classic D&D storytelling. I, I love it. We get to, we have to get this guy drunk so that he'll talk to us about uh, where uh, where we can find this this mythical treasure vault. And just them calling some things out on their face. Like, Vritra saying, uh, you know, surely you are down here than, uh, as more than just common looters and the whole party just kind of has to be like, no, that's, that's, that's actually exactly why we're here. Well, what I thought was really funny is like 
it it really to me characterizes the warrior of light as someone who is kind of a dumbass like i yeah. mean that's that's already been the thing but i just really love it's like okay what's the story that we got well this one dude who was like the great great blah 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 descendant of the satrap was like yeah all i got this all. i got this really sick i got this really sick vault this like yeah but the name doesn't even matter because like what i'm saying it's is sorry like, it, it matters to me as a final fantasy 11 player because they just stole it from there oh well i, I mean I, to be fair I, f11 stole it from elsewhere but you know they said it's mine now thank you but, but, like, I, like, I only play good video games so i don't know anything about it <laughs> all right you know what? Listen, I, I got some things to say to you uh you're a dick how about that no. uh no so the entirety of that dungeon actually was such a callback to Final Fantasy XI, and I do believe that we are about to have a major, something major is about to happen between FF11 and FF14. Uh, I now believe wholeheartedly that the dark future of Final Fantasy XI is now the, is the void in Final Fantasy XIV. I think for the longest time I thought the, that Van and Deal was a shard, uh, and it is, but it's the void now is what I believe wholeheartedly. But that's oh, that, that could be interesting. That's for another topic. Um, I was like, that makes so much sense. As yes, I it, say, as I've never played any other Final Fantasy so, game. It's true, but you just did, um, presumably, maybe, you just did the um, event with Iroha, the Final Fantasy XI crossover event, where we meet it, Iroha. No? Is that the... I did that when it first came out. Is that the one with the red outfit? Yes, the red I and white that, outfit. I did yes. that when I first... Like, so, I think it was still like my first year final fantasy 14 yeah. i yeah, don't that, remember it <laughs> so i'll for those who don't know uh iroha is uh the character that you uh fight alongside in the final fantasy 11 crossover event in final fantasy 11 after all of the other expansions that come out and you've completed all those stories they released one final story arc called rhapsodies of vanadiel where you as the war uh not the warrior of light but the adventurer as, as they call you in that world uh, a girl named Iroha shows up from the future claiming that she is your student in the future and that in her time, darkness has won over and has destroyed everything and she is the only remaining person. However, the goddess of that world, Altana, allowed her to travel back in time to a time when uh, the heroes of that world were still alive to hopefully f fight against it and prevent that from happening. I believe now that her future of darkness is the void in in uh in final fantasy 14 that is my Ooh. staunch belief at the moment but we'll see if that ends up coming true and there's a lot of crossovers her father is tenzen who we of course know in final fantasy uh 14 as uh the guy from the um uh the, East, the yeah the samurai from the god's quest in uh stormblood uh that's her father is tenzen and he looks exactly the same um and yeah, there's, there's yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting times. But well, the reason I brought up Final Fantasy XI is the uh, dungeon that we got this time around, Alzadal's uh, Legacy, is there is a zone in Final Fantasy XI called uh, the Alzadal Undersea Ruins, and it's they look exactly the same with the exact same enemies in them. And I'm just like, guys, you just stole it. It's straight out of Final Fantasy XI. So that's, that's how you cool. say that's how you say their name. Alzadal. Alzadal. Well, I mean, maybe. Remember, FF11 doesn't have voice acting, so maybe. Oh, I'm just I've been sitting here. I'm just like, I'm calling you Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's too many syllables for me. 
Anyway, those are all my long-winded theories about how FF11 is eventually going to play into FF14. I think that's what we're going to find out, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we'll find out that in the future. What I, were we I talking was, about? I was I was about to say that what I think is really hilarious is that when the story you're given is this descendant of the satrap stored up this enormous fucking secret hidden treasure, and you fucking know who the satrap was, and that that was the arrangement the entire history of Thavnir. Yeah. You don't need to go on an adventure. You can walk <laughs> 30 feet and go like, hey, Vritra, do you know anything about this? Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it does seem like it might have saved them a couple steps if they had just gone and talked to Vritra and been like, hey, I think I know where we can get some money. So when we were doing Stormblood, uh, we went to this one dungeon and found a lot of money there, and I didn't get to keep any of it, and that was kind of bullshit. But we're just going to do that again. I, I got to tell you, every time we go on one of these treasure hunts, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know why I keep fooling myself. We're not going to get any of the money, even if we find it. I was so sad. I was like, wow, look at all this money. And I started singing, like, um, the song from Mamma Mia. Oh, my fucking <laughs> I always think of that song when I get money. I'm like, money, money, money. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I was like, this is so cool. And then they showed up, and I was like, what are you doing here? This is my money. <laughs> Uh, and of course we don't get any of it. Uh, but yeah, lots of interesting things happening, uh, in this patch, not the least of which the reveal of probably who was going to be our villain through the duration of the point X expansion. Um, we're going to the void. It's official. That's pretty exciting. My friends, um, are really excited about it Yeah, because of all the tie-ins to other stuff. FF1 specifically. They're like, we know who the villain is. And I was like, that's cool. It's a man in armor. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Very original for them. It's Looks a man like Olbez to me. With uh, four voices. Is that not Chaos and the Four Fiends? Am I am I crazy? I don't think his design looks anything like Chaos, but uh fucking Golbez, it's dead on, and Golbez also had four fiends. Oh, uh, you know what? You're right. Golbez and the Four Fiends might be oh, like he God. looks almost exactly like the city of Golbez. Yeah, boy, he sure does, doesn't he? Mm. I'm doing a dance because I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just kind of yeah. like I'm like the bad. I'm like the bad. I'm just like I know Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> I, 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 I may. I recommend you play Final Fantasy 10. Oh, I have 10 and 10 too. Because of the Final Fantasies, it's the one that's good that's least good. Okay. It's the one that's good that's least good. <laughs> the one that's good that's least so, good. Okay. So my point no, is, I, I if get you that. start with the absolute best one, it's all downhill from there. And if you start with the worst one, seven sucks a lot. So instead, <laughs> you have to go with the one that's good, but the lowest on the pole of good, and then you go up from there. I'm all pretty right, sure I played part of seven. So seven is widely loved. I think it's overrated <laughs> AF. Um. All right, Jiraku, we're gonna we're gonna do this right now. I can see. Um, what's the uh, are, are best we doing worst? the final? Are we doing the series ranking? I I, I mean, like, let's let, top three it for me. What do you got? Okay, this is the important I'll, question. Before we do this, is okay. it only numbered main titles, and are we excluding eleven and fourteen because that's too obvious? We are excluding like, eleven and fourteen because there's very- we're an FF fourteen podcast, so like, okay. duh. right. We can't not put 14 up there. I agree. No, we're going to exclude 11, 14, and any 
We're talking 1 through 10, 12, 13, 15. I, I have a question. Okay. All right. Can I be one include my top number one is Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> I'm going to go away. Okay. Serena. <laughs> All right. So Serena's got her vote out there. It's Final Fantasy 14. <clears throat> Jiraku, give me your top three. <clears throat> okay. In order. Number three. Yeah. Final Fantasy 12. Oh. It hurts me to put yeah. it at third. It we hurts are, me so much. Is we that are going the one to disagree with, so hard. Is that the one with um um um? It's Ivelisse. Vaughn. It's, it's the only main. Who's character Ivelisse. in it? I need a character. Baltier, Bosch, Fran, Baltier, Ash, Bosch. No, that's the one thing above. Okay. Okay. Are you thinking um, lightning? Because that's thirteen. Yes. Oh, that's, that's 13? thirteen. Okay. Numbers are close. Numbers are hard. Go. Yeah, I got you. My my second. Yeah. And again, this hurts. Is Final Fantasy VI. I love Final Fantasy VI. I would argue that it's definitely a top three. I, so we'll agree on that one. Um, by the way, 10 is like neck and neck with 12 for me. Because joking aside, 10's really good. 10's really, really, 10, really 10 good. 10 is really good. I, I would agree with that. It doesn't make my top three. And the number one is nine. All right, the Jiraku. Final Fantasy is nine. What's... Jiraku, I'm, I can't believe we're about to, I'm about to say this. I agree with you on a lot. Uh, yeah, I think that Final Fantasy IX is the best one as well. It's my also my opinion. I like Final Fantasy VIII second most. Uh, and Final Fantasy VI is probably my number three. Where we disagree is I think Final Fantasy XII is like second from the bottom. <gasps> oh! That's funny. That's funny because I think eight belongs there. You piece of garbage. <laughs> Get off my show. I'm watching, I'm watching you know, like Family Fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mommy, daddy, stop this. fighting. Let me tell you this: this is the reason why people do not think of Final Fantasy XII as the greatest fucking Final Fantasy, or at least not up there. It's because it got fucked for the exact same reasons FF9 did. FF9 came out like six months before the PS2 released. A fucking course, nobody bought it. A fucking course, nobody played it. A fucking course, it doesn't look great next to Final Fantasy X. With yeah. the biggest graphical leap in the entire history of video games. I have a question. Yes. What are the main characters in Final Fantasy IX? Zidane, uh, Garnett, Zidane. Vivi, uh, Steiner, Freya, Amaranth. Vivi? Vivi, yeah. The, the, you've seen the him in the... Is it the little black mage? mage? Yeah, the little black mage, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That's nine. Also, also, nine has the dragoon. The Freya. dragoon. Agreed. Freya, Freya is the dragoon. And uh, okay. anyone who's like, ah, well, Kane, no, fuck Kane Highwinds. No, Freya, fuck, Freya's way better. Fuck every other Dragoon that has ever existed in this series. Even, Freya is the best. Even Estinian Worm. <laughs> Especially Estinian Worm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought Final Fantasy XII was trash because they decided to, like, make their main character a side character. Uh, I liked Final Fantasy XII because Final Fantasy XII is a completely different genre of story, of medium, of game, because it is a political drama. It's not a JRPG. Right. It is not. It is. Final Fantasy XII got fucked over because one, it came out at the very end of the PS2, and two, it came out five years before Game of Thrones entered the zeitgeist, and everyone suddenly acted like they always liked political dramas. And right. Political dramas with cutthroat politics and shit were always cool. Uh, but if they were actually always into that, they would have liked Final Fantasy XII because it's a way better example of that than everything that ever got touted as really good political drama. 
I just feel like it was really bold of them to say, what if we took FF11's combat, made it single player, and more boring somehow? Well, if if you hate boring combat, I don't understand why you don't why you like eight. <laughs> Press that draw button some more. Press that draw button some more and uh, make sure you don't go grind because the enemies are gonna level up with you. I mean, wasn't that the best part is we didn't have to go grind? You could just keep going. No, I would much rather be fucking level grinding. It's I, fun. It's satisfying to fill out a board of little fucking boxes that I get to tick off, you know, like the sphere grid. The sphere grid? Yeah, classic. You know, like the license board? No, um, the license board was not good, but license board's great. Or you're playing <laughs> FF9 and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna collect all these fucking abilities off all this equipment, and I'm not fucking replacing this equipment until I have the ability off it. That is true. That is that's a fact. I like that we agree on two of our top three and then just vehemently disagree on the other one. Uh, Serena, I'm sorry. We will get back to Final Fantasy XIV. It's okay. I was like, this is unrelated, but I'm going to get us art one day of the two of you just bickering and then me staring there like a loading screen, just thinking. (laughs) 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 Just blinking slowly like, "Mm -hmm, okay. (laughs) All right. Let's get in. We're 30 minutes into the show. I guess Sorry. I just like stories that have well-developed romances. That's interesting. You liked 12. Yeah. No. It's weird that you liked eight. Uh, listen, I actually did, when I was uh, working at a past job, I did a list of the best romances in the Final Fantasy franchise. And no, Squall, I, uh, Squall and Renoa didn't, uh, didn't perform as well as some would expect, given my love of that game. Uh, my uh, my number one was uh, Zidane and Garnett, actually. That's correct. Yeah, that's the best that's romance correct. they've ever had in a Final Fantasy game is the two of them. That's the best fucking character relationship of any kind yep. they've ever done. It was it's a that... genuinely good, growing, healthy relationship where they learn to support each other. It's um, that and Zidane and Vivi. Yeah. Because have... Zidane's superpower is being the best friend anyone's ever had. That's true. I have another question. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll, the only other really Final Fantasy I know some about is 15. Okay. I would Don't like to hear care. some opinions. Speaking of uh, speaking of the worst <laughs> executed romances in history. Well, actually, you no, know there, was a, there was a great execution in that romance. <laughs> I know about that. Bottom three. Bottom three is 7, 8, and 15. Bottom, really? Uh, bottom three is 12, 13, 15. <laughs> <gasps> I would I put 13 above them because at least 13 had lesbians. Thir- okay. Are we going to talk about that? Because, like, yes, it theoretically had Fang and Vanille. But, man, did they go as hard as possible to not explore that at all. Is Fang the one I'm that's not like saying it's good. I'm saying they all suck. But yeah, they're terrible. But at least this one has lesbians. Fang is the one who is... She's got the long, dark hair, but she's like... She's, she's like... How to describe Fang? She's yet another dragoon who's inferior to Freya and doesn't need to be mentioned as a result. Okay. I mean, she, yeah. I'm thinking of a character. I just don't know if she's Final Fantasy based. She has like short silver hair. I don't know who. Silver hair. Uh... (laughs) That could be a lot of characters. It's a lady. She's short silver, silver, silver hair. And Uh, she wears black. I'm sorry. It's kind of like, it's kind of like swoopy. Are you thinking of the one from fucking Advent Children? I don't know anymore. I'm I mean, that was a guy, but yeah. 
I thought there were three and one of them was a chick. Oh, maybe there is a chick one too. Yeah. Fucking, I never watched Advent Children. It sucks. I thought it was Final Fantasy. Don't listen to me. I only play 14. I'm just here to have a fun time, not long time. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> since that's the show we do. Yeah, uh, my favorite part of Final Fantasy 14 was uh when the FF8 inspired raid actually had a compelling and good, well written story and romance. Uh, the FF8 raid was great. Which was which makes it the least faithful raid we've ever had. Wow! Raid? Wow! Yeah, the the entirety of the Shadowbringers raid was FF8 themed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Eden is you like cleared E12s. Yeah, Eden. Eden is the final summon of FF8. I told you I didn't play any other ones, so I have no idea. No, that's fair. All the music, like the extreme and all that stuff that plays, that's all Final Fantasy VIII music. <laughs> Me, incredible like that. The By the way, point... if you can, you can trash on FF8 all you want, but if you trash on that soundtrack, we're fighting. The biggest <laughs> achievement Shadowbringers made was that it managed to draw a draw a whole lot from FF8 and still be amazing. You're a dick. I love this. This All is right. this brings me so much serotonin. We're, we're moving on. I, <laughs> I don't even like Jiraku anymore. He's not gonna be on season two. You're right. I can't talk shit on that soundtrack. But <laughs> yeah, it's really great. that's also true of every fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> Goodbye, yeah, Jack. but FF8 is you. specifically great. Okay, let's get into I'm the third down because we're a half hour in and we haven't yet. So, oh god, Vamos is great. All right, hey, guess what? I hyped up my thirst down entry, and I'm going to insist that I go last because everyone's going to be amazed at how fucking awesome my pick is you, and how smart and clever I am. You better fucking deliver on this one because you've been hyping this up for a month. Well, I in my defense, I intended to hype it up for five days. That's fair. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, my thirst down, I feel like I pulled a little bit of a Jiraku. Uh, I mean, yeah, she was a main character of a raid. So why don't you go ahead and lead us off? Um, So I chose today to humbly submit. Um, I forgot her name. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, I, re I remembered her name, Mide. Um, hot go. That's not how you say the last name, but I just really wanted to say it like that. <laughs> it's probably. I mean, I don't know. I think Mide, Mide is probably into hot go summer. Yep. Um, my, mine hot girl. Yeah. Mine hot girl. <laughs> yeah. So she is from the Alexander Raids. She is. Did you already know if you didn't do Alexander or you had to do Alexander actually to get raids, don't you? I don't think so. No, you didn't I have to. So. I don't but, think you have to do. I don't think if you're any raid, you have to podcast, do. You have to do Alexander. You yeah. have to do Alexander so you can get the bumping music. Anyways, she's one of the main characters in it. She, is, of course, is Azela. She is. And I love her. She has this cute scar. I say cute. It's a cute scar underneath her left eye. And I'm a sucker for scars. I mean, we've been hearing it since I was a kid. Chicks dig scars. I was sucker for scars. Yeah, no. Listen, uh, she's pretty great. Um, she was definitely a highlight of the uh, of the Alexander raid, which mm -hmm. at the time that it came out, it was met with a very mixed opinion. I would say mm -hmm. um, it was a it was such a departure from what we had just gotten used to with Binding Coil uh, Binding Coil of Bahamut, which Binding Coil of Bahamut like kind of for the time tied up a lot of the loose ends of 1.0 and the story leading into 2.0. 
and it felt like it was such an intrinsic part of the story, and Alexander felt like it was such a side story to everything else that was going on. It was so different and very weird um, for the time. <clears throat> it was also a significant step down in difficulty. Yes, mm-hmm. except like... for except for Gordius Savage, which is which was legendarily difficult. My point is more. It felt like uh, during during a Realm Reborn during two point X, um, Coil was like even normal Coil was hellish. Was hard, yeah, really like, hard. That was that was insane to do that at the time. Yeah. Um, T- turn but... nine was was insane. I have. Yeah, I um. Sorry. No, go ahead. I I was about to make you guys disappointed in me. It felt to me like Alexander was the first time that they went, you know what? Everyone should be able to clear the basics. Savage should be the one that's hard. Right. Everyone should be able to do the normal version. Like normal mode was a new thing for us. Remember, there was only Savage for the one turn of Coil, just the middle one, right? No, it was there was regular and then there was Savage. But the thing with Savage was all it gave was titles. Like it didn't. Give yeah, I just thought there was it. only Savage in the middle tier, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, I seem to remember it otherwise, but I also didn't do it because I fucking hate rating. Fair um, enough. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Serena, you said you were, were going to disappoint you. Are you about to say that you've not done Bahamut? Um, I'm pretty sure I have done them unsync. I don't remember them at all. I think well, I have them unlocked. It's fine to do them unsync. Like, it, no, not really any sense in going back and learning the mechanics in in 2022. But like. You, this was you like, definitely should do it for the story. It's it's pretty good, and it also will make you really appreciate the twins today versus what they were like then because they sucked. Uh, I will um, stare at this camera and tell you, I remember nothing. This was about two years ago. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't even have just, a camera open. I'm just staring at my. <laughs> I just I just you know I mean the ending of it is pretty good. You do find out what happened at the end of 1.0, like how we all survived. Like it does talk about that. That's nice. It's I didn't really metal. Played 1.0. I'm joking. I'm sorry. I'm so mean. <laughs> so 1.0 really was metal. was ass, and there's a reason that it ended. But like, it. it and yet you're still here. Uh, yeah. Well, I, listen. Like, there's there's the thing you, you see when when the, when the when the traveling to the future and and summoning Phoenix. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> How very like an FF11 player to say this thing sucked and it hurt me, but I loved it so much. <laughs> you're so mean. <laughs> Ow! My heart. It's only because it's true that it hurts. No, listen, I've said for years that FF11 was an abusive relationship that I look back on way too fondly. Um, oh, God. No, FF11 players were notorious for being like, yeah, this is all the terrible things that this game does to me, but it's really my fault when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, you lose you lose XP if you die. No, I'm good. No, you I'm yeah, you, you definitely lost XP yeah. when you died, and if you lost too much XP when you died, you leveled down. That was a fun yeah. time. I'm sorry, is this like Boja? Uh, yeah, except that is you really can level down, from... but that's where the mechanic was based off of FF11 leveling. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, it was great because like if you got raised, see, you only lost some XP, but if you had to home point, you lost a bunch of XP, ten percent of what it took to get to your next level. So frequently, you'd be doing end game content, and then someone would level down because they died a bunch of times in it, and then they wouldn't be able to equip any of their gear anymore because now they're level seventy four and all their level seventy five gear can't be equipped. Anyway, it was a great game. Okay. And crafting um, meant go out to this fucking godforsaken place at this specific day of the month 
face this cardinal direction during this weather and maybe the thing you make and moon phase and moon phase was oh my bad i forgot that it also (laughs) factors the fucking lunar phase yeah uh serena have you done any crafting in 14 (laughs) any have you ever crafted something in 14 Uh Uh (laughs) um i uh that's a no uh, no okay <laughs> let me tell you that you might like ff11's crafting system here's what you did here's how you crafted in final fantasy 11 this is the, the the entire system well i'm gonna go outside get of all things no 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 I, I <laughs> no 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 here's what it is you uh select a crystal whatever crystal you need to synth with same mm-hmm. as you do in 14 and then you would put in all the ingredients and then your character would do a predetermined animation where they would start the crafting process and either you would complete the craft high quality of the craft or it would just explode in your face based on a bunch of randomness basically like things exploding Mm. yeah that was basically what crafting was and sometimes while you're crafting you might get the message that says your cooking skill increases 0.2 points your cooking skill increases 0.1 points and that's how you leveled up your crafting skill okay well that's that's nice i I, I gotta go it's it sucked I feel like I'm spending so much time talking about other Final Fantasy games this episode. I'm sorry. Well, why don't you give us your thirst down then? Right. Yeah. Thirst down. That's what we were doing. That uh, is an A++ transition. Well done. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. My thirst down uh, target uh, comes to us from, I don't think this will shock anybody, the 24-man raid Aglaia. Uh, one of the better 24-man raids ever put into this game, in my opinion. So the mechanics are good. the mechanics are fun. Is, the music is great. My opinion is it is the best 24-man. The only competition that it is fighting with at all is Dune Scott. Oh, uh, Dune Scott. Dune Scott's the best. Final one Otherwise. of the uh, of the uh, the Weeping City Mock. run, right? Yeah. So Mock. listen, I w- I would just like to let you know. You haven't done I'm- it, have you? No, I have. Oh, I just okay. didn't know. I, I don't call it Dune Scoth. I call I, it Dune I, Scath. Scath. Yeah. I call it Dune Scath, yeah. Um, well. I also call it Makai, Mac- uh, Macaque. So, <laughs> you know, that was a bit on our show for a long time. It was the, the Weeping City of Macaque. It's m- the Weeping City of Mycock. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even like try to pretend. I just literally just say Mycock. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. So, continue. yeah. The third boss of the Aglaia run allows us to fight Azima, the uh, representative of the Twelve of the Sun. And listen, she is everything. I love her so much uh, from the character model. She, listen, clearly she's already warming up to us. Uh, she's already thinking about children, obviously, based on her text in the fight. Um, she's into us. I'm into her. I have. I don't know that I've ever thirsted for a character in this game as hard as I thirst for Azima. Yeah, just keep seeking for that sun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, it doesn't hurt that I'm a Miko seeker of the sun. Um, yeah, she's great. I love her. She's hot as hell. She's feisty. Uh, and r- interestingly, um, she doesn't give off a lot of Asm vibes for clearly having been named for us. Oh. I think that it's possible that it's because Asim is a seat and not us specifically, because Fanat was also Asim. Oh, yeah. I, I just mean any other reference we see to, like, even uh, Vanat was somewhat of a wily, kind of different, out there sort of person, right? And then mm-hmm. we were their predecessor and, of course, or their successor, and, of course, legendarily so, we were 
we drove people nuts. Um, I I just I I, I don't know. It's weird seeing someone kind of with that Asm themed name who isn't just like that. Um, I think that I mean, there's after the after the raid doesn't is it Nolthal or Byergoth that has the line that's basically calling Asm out on being a fucking hothead. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's um, I think it's it's beer gut i think who, who says that beer by God? the way i keep wanting to say beer gut every time like but he doesn't have a beer gut at all i want to say, no, say by god so he is the most greek god looking motherfucker yeah could, could they have, could they have any harder just been like it's zeus zeus is your father i'm so <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> i appreciate the hercules I, reference I, I absolutely love that 24 man and I can't argue about Azema uh, off the podcast in a private conversation I was having with a friend recently. I was talking about how if my pick were not going to be what it were going to be, it would have immediately been Azema because, oh my God, she's a summoner. She's a dancer. She's a hybrid of everything. Great. There's fire. She's hot. And listen, I don't know if she's planning on getting knocked up or knocking me up, but either way, it's a yes. I'm in. I just, Aren't you already pregnant? I'm. You know what? She can go yeah. ahead and overwrite that. You, you, can, <laughs> some, you can fit some more. <laughs> Code like, be like that. I already knew. Uh, listen, I didn't even think about putting her down for my thirst down because the moment I saw her, I was like, Callie <laughs> is going to put her down. Listen, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that I have a type, but you have a type. A, we all she do. She has a thigh tattoo. She yeah, does. I know. Believe I love me. I've I've zoomed in to check. All right. Oh. All right, Jiraku, you've been uh you've been building us up for for a month now. Who is your thirst down pick? Now, I would like to preface mine by saying this would have been my pick way sooner, way sooner. But I thought that I would never again have the opportunity the joyous occasion to pick this character because they were gone and I was convinced they would never come back. And yet Garo's back, baby. And the disreputable priest is right there. And I (laughs) challenge you. I defy you to find me someone hotter in the wolf's den. Not going to happen in the wolf's den. Maybe because there's no one hot there. Wait, are you, are you putting the, the disreputable priest from the Garo event? Yes. You're putting them down. I'm putting them. That is my thirst down entry. Okay, I agree. I agree. I agree. I, Wait, I've, you do? I've been visiting, I don't know. I've just been visiting them a lot. I've been visiting them a lot. You find me another character that can give you the perfect fucking BDSM outfit for this game. You find me a character that can give you a fist weapon that's gloves that are on fire when you pull them out. All right. Yeah. When in heaven's word, when Garrow first landed, your options to get a fist weapon that replaced your gloves and overwrote them and it made it look like you were punching instead of wearing some stupid bullshit over your hand. Th- your options were relic to get one that was like a shitty little metal glove with like razor blades jutting off of it at odd angles or get fucking 5,000 wolf marks and get some sick fucking punch gloves. Might have been 6,000 actually. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much it was. And the fucking madness that they did to me all those years of doing PvP and Garrow being there and doing Garrow on alts and just wishing to God that there was a way that I could get wolf marks through a roulette that would not be fucking suffering. 
And the patch that they added queuing into Frontline Roulette with friends is the exact same patch that they got rid of Garo. And I thought it was gone forever. And I was moping and I was sad and I was devastated. And I was just completely destroyed by the fact that Garo was gone and we were never getting that gear back. And not only is it back, they brought the fucking, there's new weapons. Oh, it's so good. It's like super back. It's not like back in the way of like, eh, well, we brought back Yokai Watch. Fuck you. There's no scythe. Like, I, uh... no. So I've been doing a lot of PvP during the the Garo event, trying to get all the the mounts and stuff like that. Um, I Just love priest is the only mount you need. I love. Oh my god, I love some of the gear uh, a lot. Indeed, the 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 healer gear is top tier. Is some of I the, have it already. <laughs> some of the most top tier gear in this game. Can I just go ahead and say? I so I was putting on my uh, my dragoon outfit and being like, this is a bit much. Okay, it's a little. The, the 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 white like I look like a white shredder, yeah, and it's great. It is. I, I uh, feel bad for you because you like FF eight and think that cool things are bad. How <laughs> you must be trapped in the negative zone. Maybe oh it's the void. Don't worry, we'll save you. We'll save you from Final Fantasy eleven. Draco, it's I... so nice to talk to you again. I wish COVID had killed me. <laughs> oh, at least wish it had killed me. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy both of you are alive. <laughs> Love yourself. I'm also happy that I'm alive. That's also why we're, it's We're good both that happy you... that you're alive. Uh, Serena, mommy and daddy don't fight because it's your fault. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, Disreputable Priest, number one, with a bullet. Absolute best. I want to agree. Never going to find anyone better. I want to agree because they brought back clothing that I never thought I would be able to have access to because I didn't play when. Yeah, you weren't around for the first time. I, I wasn't around, but I saw people in it. I was like, what is that? And my friend was like, well, it's from this event and it's old and it's gone. And I was like, the fuck? When is it going to be on the fucking mock station? They do that. And they're yeah. like, I, I don't think so. They don't do that with crossover events. And then they brought it back and I was like, ah! and I was in, I'm in the, I'm almost in the crystalline conflict like almost every fucking day. So if you see Serena Hima and she's stepping on you, because I'm just oh. looking down on you. I'm not actually stepping on you. I'm just yeah. looking down at you. Um, Serena, I can't wait till we both show up in a game. I cannot wait. I want you to know it is on. that you will be terrified. For I am a <laughs> Reaper. And I was so excited that the Reaper gear is kind of like the healer gear. Just without the like missing parts. And I was so sad that the caster gear is not like the healing gear. But I have healers, so I have the healing gear. I have a lot of the gear. <laughs> Yeah, little... I've got I've got three so far. I've got the dragoon, the dark knight, and the white mage gear. I think I so have far. The scholar, black mage, and reaper. Nice. Um, and I just really wanted leather shorts, and this yeah. just brought I... like leather shorts. Okay, there we go. There's my one complaint that I'm actually gonna make about the oh, no. the, the Garo gear. I I'm sorry. It has to be said. I love those leather shorts that, that that you get right but they call it a skirt and that is not I a know. skirt drives me uh, nuts i know i was expecting a skirt and then it was shorts and i was like i have my summer outfit yeah right it does look amazing and i'm super happy to have them i just it makes me want to go like, could you just change the name please i'm sorry please i actually right. um get them from the golden saucer because i don't dye them because they're already shiny black right exactly what would you need to change um okay 
that's going to be it for the Thirst Down. On next episode, we are going to be revisiting the Thirst Down and going back through everyone that we have nominated to the Thirst Down through season one. And we are going to settle on three of them, one from each of us, who will take the first Thirst Down Hall of Fame slots. I'm so sorry. Hmm? I was like, you want me to choose? Yeah, you've got to yeah. choose. Of all the people you have nominated to the Thirst Down, you have to pick one, and they're going in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Okay, well, that, that you didn't. there wasn't as much pushback as I thought there was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, I guess it'll be oh, no I problem then. We'll mine. see you next, next I was episode. Like, I was like, I'm not Jiraku. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to wrap things up today, we you may have noticed we don't have a full discussion segment because we had so many things that we need to get caught up on, and we're going to do some smaller discussions to wrap things up here today. We noticed over our uh, extended time away from you all that we uh, have been asked a couple of questions. You had some questions that you wanted to get our takes on over time, and we wanted to take a moment to be able to answer those questions from you. So we have three questions that we're going to do some quick discussions around. The first one, and this is one that I absolutely fell in love with, this actually got asked to me while I was on stream. Given what we now know about Dynamis being emotion-driven, in the Endsinger fight, when you are able to summon up an LB3 to survive her first attack, you uh, it's because of your emotions and Dynamis that you're able to do that. We learned that Limit Break is tied to Dynamis. The question is, could theoretically, in the heat of the moment, in the throes of passion as they were, could you theoretically Limit Break in bed? Have you not? <laughs> I mean, that's that's not what you call your orgasm? Yeah. Is it not what you? Like like I I don't I don't understand the question. It's like asking, "Can you breathe in bed?" Like, yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Do you need no, some help? Have you not been? Have you not been? I mean, listen, I have seen some Herculean feats in the bedroom that can only be described as limit breaking. Oh, God, uh, yes. So I, I think not only can you limit break in bed, if you're not limit breaking in bed, what are you doing? It's time for you and your <laughs> partner to, to have a discussion. <laughs> Talk to your doctor if your limit break lasts longer than four hours. <laughs> Please go see your local sharing. <laughs> Please see your local Charlayan about some pills. Just getting some out. <laughs> oh my gosh. If after eating Lar Archon Loaf, you're <laughs> no. four hours, you may have been a victim <laughs> of food poisoning. Of Archon Loaf. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, if, if, uh, if a man lures you into a room promising to show you his Archon Loaf, just run. Just run. <laughs> hope, hope that it's his dick. <laughs> yeah. ideally it's ideally it's his penis yeah that's the best case scenario well, at that point if you're saying never mind <laughs> Archonloff is so bad why would you want to see someone that's comparing their penis to Archonloff uh, uh, listen it may it may not taste the best but it's got all the nutrition I need have you ever um so there's a question uh, 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 you can't you can't hide from me have you ever heard about the cookbook about coking with semen I, I have, as a matter of fact, heard about that, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to make sure, because I've had people not hear about it, and I've had to educate them. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> for the audience out there who maybe doesn't know, why don't you educate us on the cookbook about cooking with semen? So there's literally a cookbook where it gives you recipes. Yeah. And it gives mm-hmm. you the amount of semen uh, to huh? use in the recipes. Yes, I'm, I'm saying it that way for a reason. Yeah, no, I, I got you. <laughs> and it gives you the nutritional value as well. Yeah, yeah, and it does. Yeah, it's yep. This Great. sounds like a dope concept. You can not, you can Google it on fucking Amazon. I just don't Google, think I'm going to. Just Google <laughs> Steaman Cookbook and you'll find it. It has reviews. Can, I'll bet. Can, can we take that quote out of context, please? Yeah, it just has reviews. Serena Hema, Google Steaman Cookbooks. <laughs> it has reviews. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're wondering what kinds of great content you get here at the Warriors of Lust, that that's that's it right there. That's uh, that's us. We uh, thank thank Christ we're not streaming to Twitch. All right, that's all I have to say about that. Not this season, anyway. Will we there be a season it. two? Good question. <laughs> that is a, that is the question, isn't it? I think the topic of next episode will really help people understand whether or not there's going to be a season two. Yeah. You know what? It's so unlikely. Rather, it's so uncertain, not unlikely. Sorry, I misspoke. It's yep. so uncertain that I am tempted to almost apologize, almost give a really half-ass apology. Yeah. About Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, you know what? Unfortunately, uh, I don't I'm want not your apology for that sin, so I can't take responsibility for it. Yeah. No. I, you know what? I don't want your apology. It's fine. You can keep it. Not uh, your circus, not your monkeys. Not my circus, not my monkeys, and I'll tell you where to stick it. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next question. Place fun, anyways. When is it okay to discuss spoilers? Uh, oh, it's simple. After I know. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Jaraku. I so. <laughs> In this aspect, um, I am in a group chat with about 10 friends who all play Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and we specifically have a channel for spoilers. Yep. But we do try to uh, keep in mind as well because some of us have what we like to call cheese virus. Cheese virus? Yes, it just basically means we're nosy. And by some ah. of us, I mean me. I cannot keep my nose out of the spoiler tab, even though I haven't played the content. Ah, okay. I gotcha. Um, So I actually mute it when new content comes out. Same. But we try to say, oh, what quest are you on? What level quest are you on? Like, where are you at? Yeah. And we don't try to give, like, exact specifics, but we try to be courteous of everyone else. It. I think it depends on the group you're in and how long. Some people do two weeks. Some people do a whole month. On Twitter, I do a whole month with Endwalker. I waited a whole month. Yeah. I waited until January. I mean, I, I, I think we waited even longer than that because for our show, we didn't talk spoilers, I think, until uh, until the end of January, I believe. Uh, yeah. 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 And it's just to be courteous and what you think is most appropriate or the group of people you're interacting with, what they have kind of set up. So, you know what this means? you should do yeah i i i genu- genuinely think that you're okay to talk about spoilers once you've announced that you're getting to talk about spoilers and made sure that everyone's good to hear them like mm-hmm. uh you know we started this episode saying we're going to talk about 6.1 so people should have an expectation we're going to talk about what's in 6.1 um 
versus, you know, when we were doing our episodes during the spoiler embargo, where we said we're only going to talk about stuff up to level, you know, 86. We're only going to talk about stuff up to level 88, you know. Exactly. It's just be courteous. Like, I don't, I, there's like a whole lot of people who think, like, I feel like spoiler stuff is complicated, and it's really not. Just don't, unless you announce that that's what you're doing. And I mean, yes, there is a time, right? Like, at this point, 6.1 has been out for what just shy of a month at this point i believe it'll be a month on tuesday it'll be a month on tuesday because i've gotten three drops from the new raid exactly yeah at this point you've been able to get through you know four hours of msq so i think you're okay to talk about it at this point Mm -hmm. but even then we still gave a warning at the beginning of the episode you just gotta communicate it yeah like everything on this show just communicate that's all you gotta do last one for a hard and fast rule, like when it comes to like public posting, like I, I assume that what they are including in part of this question is um, because obviously you can't if you're posting to like Twitter, you can't ask your entire Twitter timeline just like, hey, it's everyone cool. Like, you know, because Twitter won't even let you do that. It shows your post or the fuck fuck Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I the general rule I use is if the next iteration has come out, then you're perfectly in the clear to talk about the old one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. if movie two has come out, then like just assume you can say anything you want about movie one. If mm-hmm. patch six point when patch six point two comes out, assume unilaterally, unless you are told otherwise, you can say whatever the fuck you want about six point one and everything before it. Yeah, that's much. generally how I do it. And yeah. yeah. And- because there, there is something of an expectation, too, with, like, I mean, I know right now in our uh, Discord, we have a new player who's coming up through. They're, they just uh, got, they're approaching Heaven's Ward for the first time. But, like, we're not going to not talk about Ooh. things because there's a player who is just now approaching Heaven's Ward for their first time. Like, the spoilers that they're going to get from 6.1 are not yet relevant to them. Like, most of what they are going to hear is just going to be words. It's going to be garbled. That's how I sounded when I started playing. And all my friends were... If, um, in Shadowbringers, and I'm sitting here in a Relver Boar and going, huh? Huh? Yeah, exactly. I they're like, even... uh, they're like, yeah, and then uh, Emmett Selk takes you to Amarot, and you're like, I don't, none of those words mean anything to me. What? Well, I would like to let you know I've been in love with Emmett Selk since I was in a Realm Reborn. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Never mind. I guess those words do mean something. <laughs> because I, I saw a photo of him, and yeah. I called him, oh, God, I called him something. Okay. Oh god, I forgot what I called him. I messed up his name. I butchered his name. Because <laughs> oh. I couldn't remember his name, but I was like the rat man. But I called him something else than the rat man. Rat man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Not they even skunk him. man. Rat he, man. Rat man. I was like, does he look like a rat? Have you not heard people call him a rat man? I just don't. I, don't, I, I, I have heard him be called that. skunky grandpa before. No, I can I called, see that. He's got the skunk tail going on. Don't ask me. I called him the rat man. Okay. I don't don't know. Don't know. Two years ago, I was a different person. He, th- this this thing <laughs> says he is 88 years old. I don't I don't. And it's Oak? Yeah. Yeah. He's an old ass fucker. I mean, I get I guess so. Jeez. It doesn't look a day over 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I was like, <laughs> like, I hope I look that good at 88. Holy shit. God. Yes. Okay. All right, last question. Uh, someone asked, could we get some pro tips for commissioning art? Obviously, the Final Fantasy XIV community, very big on artwork of their Warriors of Light, uh, very big on uh, getting stories done about their Warriors of Light. Pro tips for commissioning art. And yeah, I mean, I think all of us are content creators, and we can all speak to 
uh, commissioning. So, yeah, we, we can give you some pro tips. Uh, Serena, I see it has is marked here that you have many words for this. I have many words. but All right, I, Serena. I was going to say, I think um, you guys should go first because you have people that commission you. That's fair. Already. Uh, like, I don't, I can't, I'm not yeah statistical otherwise by just looking at me but um you guys have people actually commission you so what are some tips sure so Uh, i have been both sides before i have commissioned artwork i have been commissioned to write things yep um speaking from having seen both sides of the process uh the core things are don't fucking nag people uh either way um, like on either end of that spectrum, basically assume that oh, like seven days is a good period to go without any kind of communication before you go. Hey, like what's going on what's with this? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, seven days, not daily, not hourly. Yeah, don't be that person. Um, and also provide all of the information and references you possibly can, even if it seems like it would be irrelevant. But if you think it would be irrelevant, uh, when you submit it to the artist, section it off. So when I do submissions, I have a very specific format, or sorry, commissions. When I hire artists, I have a very specific format. And I have a section at the very end that is just, and this is all of the stuff that is like, just information about the character, who they are, da, da, da. not necessarily relevant to the piece, but just so you have an idea who they are. You can ignore this if you want to. This is just to have that information. Because yeah. some artists really want that. Some artists do not want to have to sift through 10 paragraphs to find the one relevant detail that they need. Yeah, I uh, I think one of my big ones is uh, have an idea of what it is that you want. A lot of people like we'll start commissioning because they just want art of something without having any real clear con- like it's it's enough it's not enough to say hey can i commission a picture of my warrior of light okay your warrior of light doing what your warrior of light in what pose what are you trying to elicit out of the picture of your warrior of light do you want like a sexy pinup of your warrior of light or do you want her in an action shot or do you want have some idea of what it is that you're looking for that you can convey to the artist, even if it is to say this particular detail, I actually don't know what quite what I'm looking for. I leave that up to your artistic license. Like that's fine, but let them know specifically what pieces they can decide on versus having to guess. So I would say my biggest thing as someone who is primarily um, the commissioner, um, with artwork even with friends i have known for five plus years eyes and i know they know my characters they know who they are i still send them a reference of the characters a reference of the pose i want i kind of tell them the type of expression i want and then i ask is it possible like is this something that is possible because more times than not the artist has a little bit better atomically look at the art so they can tell you yes this pose is possible yes it's for the most part because sometimes you don't want your character's back looking like it's broken unless i mean that's what you're going for in a fun sense but yeah just be open and concise i personally think the more little bit of information 
you give to them via like references for photos and stuff like that, the better. Because I have known artists that are like, they said I had some freedom, but like, I don't know what their character's like. So I don't know what kind of pose they might possibly be in. So if you give the artist like, oh, I want the, my character like this and this and this, the pose is up to you. I say make sure you give them some additional information on that. So they kind of have a sense for your character. So you don't have like maybe a more stoic character, like extremely happy. Right. And stuff yeah. like that. So when I was originally getting pictures commissioned of Callie, my warrior of light, um, one of the things that I would always send along with it, in addition to, you know, uh, some references that I have of her from the game and uh, uh, some references for the pose that I would want is I'd send a little piece, you know, not always the whole thing, but some of her backstory along with and be like, you know, it's a page. If you don't mind reading it, it'll at least give you some insight into the character and what she's like so that you might have a better feel for how she's going to look in the picture. Is she going to be smiling? Is she going to be uh, intense? Is she going to, what is she wearing? Like, uh, those sorts of things you can draw a lot from a, a simple one-page backstory or a little one-sheet about the character. I really do recommend having something like that for your uh, for your artist uh, or really as the commissioner. Just like the personality, in a yeah. sense, be like, oh, like if I send something, she's she's bratty and she has attitude with people. Um, are are like different specific things, right? Yeah. Like, that way they're not drawing her just being, like, bubbly and giggly all the time. You're like, well, it's not really what she's like. Like, there can be some instances where your character's like that, and maybe you want that art of instances like that. But other times you want your art to represent the most accurate version of the character to yourself. So I always say go in with more. Like, be prepared with more. So if they ask for it, you got it for them. Yeah. And as Jiraku said, don't ever, uh, don't hound your artist. Um, I mean, take it, especially if they're not someone who is doing this like professionally, if this is just kind of their side hustle, like everyone has stuff to do in their life and it's not your art all the time. You did commission me. You will have your picture or your story like, but doesn't mean I can work on it right this moment. Yeah. And I say just, I don't know. I say communication is really great when it comes to everything in your life yeah i mean and listen for, <laughs> for me like jock said once a week you know hey if i haven't heard anything in a week i might just reach out and say is there anything else i can provide uh that you know uh for it just want to get an update and that's all it has to be it's like hey just wanted to get an update what else can i do and done you might be someone who has a lot of patience um don't let people like i say this i just had a really bad commission experience actually that just finally got settled settled after 10 months oof because i have been i was extremely patient with the person yeah um but as the commission like the person i was commissioning their communication was it wasn't good yeah and if you are if you're the one taking the commission if you're the artist right Mm -hmm. give a rough when you can expect to have this done, even if it is just rough. And if you go beyond that date, just communicate, talk about it. Why, what's going on, what needs to be done still. Let them know what's going on and don't leave them sitting for two months with no question, no answers. Yeah. Especially if they've already paid for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And I have one more incredibly pivotal piece of advice. Yeah. Uh, If you 
want to have art of your character, that's a pinup. That's fine. If you want art of your character getting fucked out of their mind, yes, please. That's fine. But if you want one of these things, do not get the other of these things instead. Yeah. Oh my get god. The thing you want. Yeah. Uh. So. Oh my gosh, Jiraku, thank you so much for bringing that up, because, um... What happened that I missed? Artists, artists are not mind readers. We do not know what it is you're asking for based on a vague, suggestive description. Tell us what you want. Uh, we're, lit we're literally professionals, and if we're not willing to do it, guess what? We're not going to jeopardize our career doing this by making fun of you we're just going to say hey i don't know if that's something that i can do M maybe if we're nice we'll point you in the direction of someone else but we're just going to end the conversation there and just say i can't do that i apologize that, that'll be it but you have to tell us what it is you want don't say you want one thing that's kind of like it and then when we give you that be mad about it because we didn't give you what you actually wanted you got to be honest and always look at the commissioner like the commission like if they have a page or something like that and it tells you what they're comfortable doing. Yeah. Don't ask people to go outside that list. Exactly. Yes. Draku, I take it uh someone maybe uh I have seen a lot of it. Yeah. I I have seen a lot of both sides of the curtain on this. Yeah. Fair enough then. All right. Ooh, I had Ooh. one more thing. I'm All sorry. Right. No, drop it. This is just my knowledge from listening to my friends. Don't automatically assume that because you are commissioning someone they are now your friend oh that sounds mean that sounds mean but it's not right for someone that you are commit like you're commissioning them for something this is your first interaction with them to what call it trauma dump on them yeah by the way uh yeah. that goes both ways too it goes because someone commissioned ways. you that does not mean you can trauma dump on your commissioner either exactly yeah so just be mindful like if it's if you're commissioning a friend like you've known this person for five years you guys already have those set boundaries but if there's someone brand new be kind be courteous mm -hmm. don't be a dick basically the mentality that i approach it always through is View them as a coworker, and you're working on a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's basically what it is. Yeah, and and it, don't take it further than that. Your 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 money for the commission does not buy you their friendship. Exactly. Please yeah. remember that. Yes. All right. That is where we're going to wrap it up for today uh, so that I can go cough my lungs out for a little bit. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We really appreciate having you all along. And again, we are sorry for our uh, sudden disappearance for a little bit. We uh, had to all recover from COVID, but we are back and healthy, and we should be good uh, to record uh, the final episode of season uh, one in just a couple short weeks' time, where uh, I know it'll be the last episode of uh, season one, and it will be titled Breaking Up. So uh, that'll be an interesting way to wrap up season one. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. You can follow us on social media. That's uh, at W-O-L-C-A-S-T-X-I-V 
on Twitter. You can also uh, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Escalia, E-S-K-A-L-I-A. Uh, also at streamlabs.com slash Scalia slash merch, you can get some uh, Warriors of Lust merch, which is uh, very comfy, very cozy, and uh, very uh, theme appropriate to the show. We've got some amazing Warriors of Lust merch available over there. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, Serena, where can the people find more about you? The people can find more about me at, um, I'm on Twitter. I forgot my Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is the Purple Goth Zayla. No um, the in that. Just oh, Purple Goth pur- Zayla. It's, it's, it is at Purple Goth Zayla. There you go. And you can also find me on Twitch at Kieran Rose, which is K-Y-R-A-N-R-O-Z-E. Mm-hmm. And Jiraku, where can people find you? Uh, they can't right now because I'm so deep in Elden Ring that this is the first recording. This show is the first time I've come out of Elden Ring in five days. Oh, so, I see. To find Jiraku, so, you have to go into Elden Ring. Uh, you'll have to contact me over Discord. And the only Discord you're likely to be able to contact me through is the Lair of the Escasuals Discord, which I love. And you're going to have to at me to get my attention because I'm playing <laughs> Elden Ring. That's fair. Uh, yes, you can find us all over at the Layer of the Escasuals Discord server. Uh, the link to which is available at our Twitter. Uh, there is a special Warriors of Lust chat where you can hang out with your fellow members of the Lusty Legion, and you can even chat with us and hang out with us there as well. Uh, we have been asking people whether or not they want a Season 2. Have you gotten anything of value out of Season 1? Uh, and what? And would you be interested in us deciding to get together to do another 12 episodes of this show so you can let us know on twitter again that's at w-o-l-cast-x-i-v or at the layer of the casuals discord server and you can find me on twitter at escalia e-s-k-a-l-i-a uh on twitch also at twitch.tv slash escalia and again in the layer of the casuals discord server that is going to be it for this episode remember next time we will be discussing breaking up with your role play partner we will also be discussing the hall of fame for the thirst down And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great episode. But until next time, we hope you all have a wonderful tonight, a safe tomorrow, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye. Keep feeding my ego with your kind comments. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Jiraku's mean. (laughs) All right. that's And we're out. Good episode, everybody. Just let me do this read right quick. Yeah, I know. That sounded great, didn't it? <clears throat> I, I'm laughing because the previous episode, you made Serena do it. <laughs> so it's literally just whoever's sickest has to do the read. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the Warriors of Lust podcast is part of the Limit Break Radio Network and created by the support of its listeners, including patrons like Claire Corn. Views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Callie Page, Serena Hima, and Jiraku Drake, and are in no way affiliated with Square Enix. Opening and closing themes provided by Kurai Kuromu. Check them out on Twitter at Kurai Kuromu. If you want to support the Warriors of Lust podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash and make sure to follow us on Twitter at W-O-L-Cast-X-I-V.